Is the mic on? Yes, it is. Hey, you're listening to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 80. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today, we're going to continue the arc of Tier 1 Toon Downs from Toontown with a greasy mono-red combo list. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? A whole ton is going down. We're back for another episode in our Tier 1 Toon Downs from Toontown. <laughs> And yeah. we're going to be doing a, a deck in my favorite colors. Hold on. Did the microphone, like, get me clearing my throat? Absolutely it did. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> I can edit that out. Maybe. I, w- I did it when you were talking. I'm super sick again. Die. The kid coughing into the mouth thing. Yeah, they're, little, they're baskets of germs. That's what they are. Yeah. They're baskets of germs that shoot germs out at you. Yeah. And you have to be around them because it's, like, well, the law and, like, a parent's prerogative or instinct toughen them up i'm gonna just leave them outside yeah we got like coyotes and hawks and owls and stuff they should teach him if, if, they, if they don't eat them if i've learned anything from watching the jungle book or tailspin or playing final fantasy 6 it's there there is nothing bad that can happen if you just take your baby and abandon him in the jungle he'll grow up to be a successful individual like a superhero yeah is Mowgli a superhero well kind of you remember playing the Jungle Book game on Sega Genesis, and when you fell out of the tree too far, his ginch, his gotch, like the butt flap thing he was wearing would like turn into a parachute, and he'd like float to the ground right soft? I, I do recall that, yes. CCO Nation, if you remember that, good on you. You grew up in a good time to be alive. <laughs> Sega Genesis years. Back yeah. when they released games that were finished. If you play games now, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't play games now. Nor should you. Okay. Yeah. We do play a game, though. Yes, it's called Magic the Gathering. Yes. It's an excellent game. You said we're playing, in kind of one take, uh, a greasy mono red list. Not exactly true, but it could very much be true. The, the, The deck that I based today's list on is greasy as hell, and I know all about greasy as hell. Kyla brought home some of that extra tasty crispy KFC chicken. Oh, God. PFK, if you're French, and... My goodness, I haven't eaten KFC in, I'm going to say, five, six months, and uh, my body got really used to that, and uh, it was a bad scene. It was a bad scene, Ryan, and uh, don't Google that. It looked like a horror movie. Yeah. Except instead of blood, something else that came out of your body. Yeah. Moving on. Moving right along. It floated on top of the water. They didn't mix. (laughs) What the hell? There was so much oil. Oh, who are we doing today? We are going to do Godo Bandit Warlord. Huh, do tell. Godo Bandit Warlord is a super fast, equipment-based Voltron combo list that wins as soon as he hits the table by taking infinite attack steps with Helm of the Host. And that's the deck. Huh. Well, it wouldn't be the arc of Tier 1 Toon Downs from Toon Town... If that was the deck we're doing. Correct. So what I did was I took that idea of Godo getting an equipment that the deck is kind of based around and then winning with it. And I cut the helm of the host and I put in Blade of Selves instead. So the, yeah, and the deck just kind of wins with that equipment instead. Huh. Give him a read so we, so people know what the heck we're talking about. He was in Commander 6. 
16. I think he was in the Saskia deck, but before that he was from Krapagawa Block. Krapagawa for sure. I think he was the one with the Lantern. Um, I think it's saviors? saviors. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Goto Bandit Warlord is a three-three human barbarian legendary creature for red five. Uh, when he comes into play, you search your library for an equipment card, put it onto play, put it into play, shuffle your library. Whenever he attacks for the first time each turn, you untap it and all other samurai you control, and then you get an additional combat phase after this one. Hmm. So he untaps samurais. We could have done samurai tribal. I thought of that, and then we thought that samurais are terrible. All of them. I'm actually playing all of the good samurais in this deck. Oh, yeah. And then we remembered, oh, yeah, that's why it was called Krapigawa. Yeah, because they sucked. Yeah. They're, they're terrible. The only, what is it, tribe maybe that got any love out of Krapigawa was the, with the, the snake, which eventually got turned into the naga, <laughs> which I'm never letting go of, and the rats, because... There's there some spirits, and... Yeah, and they're totally still supported lots. Uh, yeah, a zombie lady of scrolls was from Kamigawa. So was Jeet. Oh, yeah, we should play Jeet Tribal. Yeah, well, there is a Jeet in this list. We'll, get, gonna, in, we'll get to that we list, too. We should play, like, every copy artifact effect and always copy Jeet, but we need copy effects that make it not legendary. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the deck, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. We've got social media coordinates, two minutes or less. Holy shit. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, and any other list that we talk about throughout the course of the show. We are commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, decks you'd like to see us tune down in this arc, but no nudes. We got nudes, actually. They were, it was... Continue. We always do. We're also Commander Cookout on the iTunes, the Google Play, the Google Machine, the YouTube, the Facebook, Patreon, edhrec.com. Podomatic, where we are the reigning champions of the Games and Hobbies category, and also Flipside Gaming, where you can enter promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order. And also on the promotional front, we do have a new, just for you guys this week, promotional promo code for mtgonslaught.com, the generous providers for this month's giveaway. CCOFU, 15% off all of your super cool gaming accessories, playmat holders, tokens, dice, all that good stuff, so be sure to check them out. And the official, official home of Commander Cookout podcast on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. Where, if you go to the giveaways page, you can see all the latest details on our partnership giveaway with mtgonslaught.com. There's a money shot picture of the t-shirt and all the gaming supplies that you could win, complete with playmat bag. I have found out since last episode that the total dollar value, 103 US dollars. That's like 86 million Canadian. Yeah, exchange rate's bad this week. Yeah, or like $98 Australian. Is, there, really? Is that a thing? I think that's how that works. I don't know. Yeah. Might it's be like $98 to ship something there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, go to mtgonslaught.com. Peep their stuff or go to our Facebook page or commandercookout.com to get all the details on our latest giveaway. A like, a share, a follow, a retweet if you use Twitter instead of Facebook or a follow on Podomatic.com because that actually helps us take down Coin Week or Marvel Hero Mobile or Anarchist Podcast, whoever's, whoever. Scum. F everybody except us. Right? 
Yeah, including Max Crandell and those ninnies over on Commander Central. What did he do now? He, in a tweet, said that he gave a shout-out to CCO Podcast, and I listened to that episode. It wasn't a shout-out. Do tell, right? Do tell. He called me a scumbag. Well, you are kind of a scumbag. But you're my scumbag, yeah. and I'm the one that gets to call you a scumbag. F you, Max Crandell. You don't be taking my stuff. That's right. Stay off my turf. Scumbag thief? Yeah. You're going down, Max Crandell. Someday. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. But someday, I will rappel down this out of your house like a little assault guy with a bar of soap and a sock, and it's not going to end good for you. Excellent. I, that's like a like hypothetical. Obviously, I'd never actually do that unless I had the chance. Hey, um, Channel Fireball events schedule goes up this week. Maybe there's, you know, an event coming up near Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where they live. We can go there. Hit them with some soap. That'd be awesome. And drink and, beer. And then we wash his mouth out with it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. All right. New plan. Okay. We've been brewing some decks. Yes, we have. And and I, I, I want to start with what we've been brewing because I think it kind of leads into the deck we're going to talk about today, Goto. Yeah. Okay. So I built out of Commander 18, the Eryxmethes, the Slumbering Isle. That's the creature that turns into a land, or is a land when it comes to play. Land, right? yeah. He casts five things. He becomes a 12-12. Then he beats wholesale ass. Nice. And you built of Commander 18 as well, Lord Windgrace. I was super pumped to build Windgrace. Windgrace. They finally, yeah, they made my boy into yeah, a card. Yeah. Now, did you build them? It's John Colors. Did you build them like the episode that we did on uh, Ark of the Planeswalker? I did not. I mm-hmm. did not make a sliver list. Oh, I, yeah, I forgot to touch that one. You're, you're, you're a dirtbag. Yeah, I, I am. But I get away with it for some reason. I'm not sure why that works. I actually took my idea for a Gitrog monster deck and the actual Omnath deck that I play, and I smashed them together into one deck. Did it work? Uh, n- I've only played the deck twice, and so far, no. Oh. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly disappointed with it so far. I've had a couple of really great suggestions from CCO Nation on Twitter. CCO Brando, if you keep those coming, I do appreciate all of them. I have a small cart built with things that will go in there. Ooh, that sounds like a What's in Your Cart article. Right? Maybe we'll have some Guilds of Ravnica specials in there as well. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, But so I found that what it was doing was I was just, game one, I had enough mana to just play an Emrakul or a Draco. (laughs) <laughs> and if I have that kind of mana, there's no reason why I should not be doing something to vastly warp the game state. Like win? Well, yeah. yeah either, okay. either win or hurt somebody real bad, at least. And I, I just, just didn't work. You valued with your uh, with your lands. Your lands actually fucking matter. You valued with those, with your wind grace, lands matter, planeswalker commander, into having 85 land that didn't matter because you didn't have an end game. Exactly. You didn't have any means to your end or any ends to your mean. You couldn't do anything. Exactly. I hadn't drawn into any of those plans that I had. It was just I valued myself kind of into a hole. And while I maintain that I'm the one that kingmakered that game, because I totally picked Alex to win and then he did. Um, I hate that shit. <laughs> I know, but I wanted the game to end so I could play another one. Yep. And then the second game, I'm not sure if that was a really great representation of it either because there was an Iona on black, so I couldn't really play anything. Mm. And I was stuck on a single red. Brando without red mana, it's like my dick fell off. <laughs> All right, excellent. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, so it needs some tuning. Yes, it needs some tuning, a little bit of work, and a, and a little bit more playtesting just to kind of get a handle on it. Get a feel for it. Yeah. Opposite side of the table, Eryxmethy's Tempo Deck. It's blue-green and plays a lot of low-to-the-ground cards. I think low-to-the-floor cards, right? Because all the cards that I was playing have a very low floor. Like, I play Boomerang in that deck. It hits any permanent, right? It sounds really good to hit a soul ring with a boomerang, but then you would just cast it again. So it's like that's the floor. Like it just bounces something that you play again. Yeah, soul ring is soul ring, but you hit my vicious shadows with it. I and hit that's not vicious the floor. shadows. I hit my own Eryxmethes with it. I could have boomeranged that Iona that had you locked down because it was on black. And once you were dead, I just bounced all Jesse's stuff that he played way more mana for than I did. That's tempo advantage, kids. And I killed him. That is how that worked. Did, did, or did he win that game? No, I no, won, you won that, that game. game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I just tempo advantaged out. Now, the reason I wanted to bring that up is because we are talking about Goto Bandit Warlord. Yeah, we are. I actually have the CEDH Bandit Warlord list in front of me. And I'm looking at cards like Brass Squire. You just tap it to an Attach an equipment. Very good. Yeah, equips something for free. I'm looking at magnetic theft. Instant for red, attaches equipment. I'm looking at final fortune and last chance. Red, red, take an extra turn, lose at the end of that turn. If that just lets you take an extra turn so your summoning sick Goto can then attack and go infinite and win, that just gives them pseudo haste and then it's good. Right, And it's backed by a whole bunch of interaction like a braid, chaos warp, lightning bolt. But listen to this. If you think lightning bolts are weird to include, listen to this. Thunderclap. I know thunderclap. Instant for red two. You may sack a mountain instead of paying its mana cost. Thunderclap deals three damage to target creature. Just like lightning bolt. Yeah. It's got a shattering spree that you replicate for black or for red, 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 and you copy it instead of... Vandal Blast. Yeah, Vandal Blast. Because Vandal Blast costs five, and I might not want to destroy all of my artifacts because it plays a bunch of ramp. It doesn't destroy your artifacts in oh, any Oh, yeah, event, that's right. That's but right. That's it does right. cost five, and typically in the CEDH version of Goto, the reason you're playing all this really low-cost stuff is because the only thing you're going to pay more than two, three, four is Goto, and Goto wins the game. That's right. Like, it's even playing a ricochet trap. And we had the, the conversation before the show. Ricochet trap costs red three. But if somebody cast a blue spell this turn, it just costs red. But then you can misdirect it or, or change the target of target spell. And you had said, yeah, that's great. If you cast it for red, it's like kind of like misdirection, which is a blue card. But you had said that ricochet. Uh, Wild ricochet. Wild ricochet is better. Why do you say that? It's better in casual EDH, which is typically what we're talking about, because it does the same thing. Yes, it costs five, but it redirects the spell. Four or five? Four. Four, sorry. Four. Yeah. yeah. It redirects the spell, and you copy it, and you can pick a new target for the copy. So if somebody's time warping themselves, you can own them, or something. Yeah, I suppose, like, a lightning bolt misdirected to kill a blocker in CEDH or a lightning bolt redirected with a ricochet trap to kill a dark confidant or a Timna is like that's the play that's going to warp and change the whole game. And in and in CEDH in this deck you're probably not going to be redirecting even a lightning bolt or you're probably redirecting the counter spell that's countering your Goto 
back onto itself. Onto itself. That's exactly it. And that's how you get your ricochet trap for red instead of red three. Exactly. Yeah. And then wild ricochet is better because you can copy a right of replication. Yeah, you can. And then choose whatever you want to copy. You can do something ludicrous, and that's good. Would the guy playing right of replication not get all the godos? Because they still control the spell. You would just be able to pick what it's targeting. Oh, instead. it's not target. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking of um, like time warp is target player takes an extra turn, or um, time stretch is target player takes two extra turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right of replication doesn't do that. Yeah, you, they just end up with a bunch of equipment. Dang. Yeah, f that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also of note, I said the words Voltron and equipment, and before y'all get mad at me, there are zero swords in this deck. Yep, so I, I was thinking of you guys. Speaking of what's in the list, should we get to it? Yes, we should. All right, let's start off, as we do, with some creatures. We are to Red Goto, so we're going to glaze over him, and we're going to start off with my boy, Endbringer. Ooh, yeah, colorless and then five. He's an Eldrazi, five, five. You get to untap him at every end step, right? Every untap step. Uh, let's get every turn. Yeah. Let's call it every turn. Okay, and you can tap him to deal one damage to target creature or player. You can colorless and tap to target creature can't block. Or attack. Whoa. And then you can tap two and tap him to draw a card. Two colorless and him to draw a card. He's the card draw in my mono red deck. Sure, at six. Yeah, well. Mind you, here's the thing. You're playing Urzatron lands. Endbringer is good with Urzatron. Maybe the deck wants a... Expedition map, maybe. It might. Whatever. Moving on. Moving on, we have Felden of the Third Path. He takes a creature from your graveyard, puts it onto the battlefield, and then it goes away at the end of the turn, right? And it gains haste. Yes. So you could let Goto go to your graveyard and then get him back for three, is what that ability costs, instead of having to cast Goto for eight from your command zone. You can bring him back in and then beat wholesale ass with a token every turn, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Also... If I knew somebody who did magic card alters, given the season that we're moving into, if there was to be a Felden of the Third Path with a Santa hat holding a present instead of somebody's dismembered face, I think that would be really cool. And then on the I bottom, know somebody of, that could probably do that. And the bottom is saying, "She will come back to me." You erase that, and it says, "Ho ho ho, motherfuckers!" That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um. Good segue. Uh, I've been painting magic cards. People see them on the Facebook page. Uh, huge thank you to CCO Nation for that. But Christmas commissions are coming up. That's a real thing. If you want Christmas-themed altars or you want to give altars as Christmas presents, start hitting me up now. Do not wait until December. Uh, we could have a postal strike in Canada, and mail takes longer in December, and I get more commissions in December. So if you want Christmas-themed altars, get at me at CCO Podcast on Twitter, or find me on Facebook. This has been a blatant plug. There we go. <laughs> All right, next creature is Flame Tongue Cavu. Four drop, enters the battlefield, deals four to a creature. Personal favorite of mine, Flowstone Overseer. Yeah, this guy. I forgot about him. Originally from Nemesis. Okay, so red, 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 two for a four, four. Uh, you know, okay. In Masks Block, that's actually pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Now, he's got an ability. Red, red. Target creature gets plus one, minus one until end of turn. So how do you use that? We call it flow stone breathing. Yes. You can use it to, if you're going for commander damage or general damage, you can kind of 
give you those extra couple of ticks that you need to, to you finish move somebody Gota off. from like a three three or a four four like up to a seven one or something. Yeah. Or let's say they have a little pitiful blocker with say death touch or infect or indestructible, you can shrivel that thing into absolute oblivion and then give the guy the finger. A shrivelly finger. Yeah. Like it's been in the bathtub for too long. Gross. Yep. Okay. Flowstone bathtub finger. Next I like card, it. yeah. Next card. New this year, Geode Golem. Yeah, I like this guy too. Okay, so he's a 5-3 trampler for 5 artifact creature golem. When he deals combat damage to a player, you may cast your commander from the command zone without paying its mana cost. You do still have to play commander tax if you have any. Yeah, balls that. You get him out on like turn 3 or 4, and you swing with him, and then you just cast Goto. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Next up, another new one, Goblin Crater Maker. Yeah, I'm excited. We're starting to be able to, if we've been to a pre-release at this point, or by the time this episode launches, a launch party, uh, Goblin Crater Maker, two drop, two, two Goblin, one, sack him, choose one. He deals two to target creature or destroy target colorless non-land permanent. Get effed. Emrakul. Dank. Remember last week we talked about, was it Goryeo's Vengeance and Through the Breach? Yeah, those get you Emrakul. And Goblin Crater Maker is what you counter that with. You got foils of him yet? Of course I do. Are they expensive? Uh, a few bucks. Okay. I, I have one. I'll get three more. Next up, we have Goblin Goliath. This is a weird one. This one's actually from uh, MTG Game Night. It's like a five-deck game thing. Like You can't buy this card unless you get that thing. Red, red, four for a Goblin Mutant, five, four. When it enters the battlefield, create a one, one red Goblin creature token equal to the number of opponents you control. No, opponents in the game. Interesting. Yeah. And also, three red tap. If a source you control would deal damage to an opponent this turn, it deals double that much damage instead. That's that's sort of what he's there for. Yeah, it lends itself to uh, going, with, uh, going, going tall. Yes, also, he works with the equipment that I've chosen to replace the Helm of the Host, which we'll get into in oh, a bit. Okay. Another card that does that, Goblin Settler. Yeah, this is a weird one. Uh, third Goblin in a row. I'm starting to maybe identify a trend. This one's from Starter, and it's like worth 60 bucks. It's very expensive. 1-1 one, one for 4. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target land. Yeah. Yes, that is something, hey? That is... That's why it costs sixty dollars. That is, I th I think that's the cheapest creature that when it ETBs it destroys a land because there's five drop creatures that do that, but this one's a four. And this one's a goblin. And this one's a goblin. Yeah. Interesting. Next up, this is one of my favorite arts now. After looking at it for a long time, Goblin Soothsayer. Yeah, uh, Robert Bliss did this, and uh, he did a bunch of stuff in Mirage Block, really creepy, weird stuff. Uh, remember the shrivelly boob card? Yep, that was him too. Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> So this one is an, uh, is a actually another goblin. Yep. One, one for one, sacrifice a goblin. You give all red creatures plus one, plus one. Including Goto. So you got to like tap and pay a red to do that. It's not just sack 10 goblins to give to plus 10, plus 10. Yeah. But, but you know, it, okay, it's fine. a thing. He's I'm there. okay with this. And the art is awesome. Yeah. Next up, we have my boy Goblin Trash Master. Yeah, another, we got lots of goblins. Three, three for four. Other goblins get plus one, plus one. So, okay, he's a lord. That's actually good with all the creatures we read so far anyways. And you can sack a goblin to destroy target artifact. I think that the goblins are just in here for utility purposes. Yes, to do things like sack to give all your red creatures plus one, plus one, or to sack to destroy artifacts. Okay. 
and you're sacrificing your goblins or getting multiple goblin tokens instead of running things like a braid and shattering spree and shattering pulse and shatter this and shatter that. You're it's, using yeah. creatures to do that for yeah, you. Yeah, and you pointed out before we went on to the air, and you're going to see when we hit the artifact section, there's not a ton of ramp in this deck. So in order to counter your opponent's ramp, you play something like a trash master and a bunch of cheap little goblins. So as they're ramping, you can just blow up their stupid ramp cards. And yeah. they're one landing at every turn, just like you are. It's a thing. Next up, we have Goblin Welder. He is a 1-1 one, one for 1. He lets you switch an artifact in play and in your graveyard, right? That is what he does. Sure. Very, very good. Next up, we have a non-goblin and a samurai. This is going to be awful. Oh, yes, it is. It is Izuka the Ruthless. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's start off here. He is a 3-3 three, three for 5. He's already bad. He already sucks. He's got Bushido 2, totally if anybody sucks. even knows what that is. It's, it's when a creature blocks or becomes blocked, it gets plus X, X, where X is the Bushido number. So when he blocks or becomes blocked, he becomes a 5-5. Five, five. Correct. Okay. You can pay red into sack a samurai. Samurai you control gain double strike. Now... We can sacrifice him. Correct. And Goto gains double strike because Goto's a samurai. He is not. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah. I put him in there just to show you the samurai suck. He is actually in there to prove a point, and the point is that samurai suck. He should be a goblin. But Goto would untap him. He would. So if he was blocked in the first combat phase and he's a 5-5, now he can attack for 5. Then you could sacrifice him to give your other samurais double strike. That's true. And there are other samurais in here. One of them is actually good, and the other one is is actually okay too. This is a bad one, but he's an enabler that make the other two that are okay pretty good. Okay, let's go to see yeah. those other samurais, right? GD now. First one, Sakenzen Spellblade. Is this the good one or the... This is the could-be-good one. Okay. Two, three for five. Yeah. Is it, does it get better? better? It gets better. Bushido, one. It gets better. Okay. Red, one. Whatever his name is. Gets plus X plus zero until end of turn where X is the number of cards in your hand. That didn't make it any better. It's okay if you have several cards in your hand and he has double strike. It's usually enough to kill somebody or something that's in its way. I like how he's a five drop and you have no ramp and you've just been playing one land a turn and running things out on curve. How many cards are you going to have in your hand by turn five? One? At least three. <laughs> no, it's so terrible. It could be worse. <laughs> What's the samurai that isn't terrible? The samurai that isn't terrible is Torian Mahler. That technically is a samurai. Goddamn right it is. You look like... A cat that just brought a dead bird into the kitchen. <laughs> okay, so it is a 2-2 two -two for red 2. That's already a better rate than anything else we looked at in the samurai department. Damn right. It's got changeling, so it's every creature type, including barbarian, like and, Grotto. And, and goblin. Yeah, oh yeah, shit. Okay, <laughs> it's already better. Uh, whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may put a plus one, plus one counter on Torian Mahler. So it gets big. Yeah. It gets like a big dumb idiot, and then you give a samurai double strike. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So when he's like a 10-10, he's like a 20-20. Yeah. With that other Bushido loser sacrum yeah. shitty guy. Yeah. Okay. It's good. It's fine. Yeah, I'm not sold. Whatever. Moving on. Moving on. We have Okay, how about this? How about this? Inferno Titan. Okay, I like him. 6-6 six, six for 6 with fire breathing. When he ETBs or attacks, you just spread 3 damage out wherever you want it. Exactly. Yeah, he's removal, he's beat down, he's everything that you want. 
and he you just fire breathe him like to the nuts, and then you give him double strike. He's not a samurai. Yeah, but there, we can we can still do that. Yeah, we can. Oh my god, I wish he was a... Inferno Samurai. That'd be so. That good. sounds badass. How about a? Here's another new card. Love this guy, Legion War Boss. Uh, okay. Choo Choo Goblin for three. Mentor. So when he attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on another attacking creature with less power. That's yes. Mentor. That's a new ability from Guilds of Ravnica. Okay. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a one one red goblin creature token that token gains haste until end of turn and attacks this combat if able. Yeah. So he automatically mentors. He just makes you a dude and attacks. Or he makes you a dude that you can sack to make all your dudes bigger. Or he makes you a dude yeah. that you can sack to blow up an artifact. Worst case scenario, when you enter combat, you are getting another two power worth of dude for your three mana. So you're getting four power for three mana. And you're going to get another guy if Godo gives you another combat step. Oh, yeah. So at the beginning be- of combat. That's right. Yes, you'll get another one. It's Okay. It's not just uh, okay and limited. It's actually okay if you can take a bunch of combat steps. Yeah, it's actually a good card. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Loyal Apprentice. Another new one for C18. Okay. 2-1 uh, f- haste for two, and it has lieutenant at the beginning of combat again. Ah, yeah. I see what you're doing there. Um, if you control your commander, you get a 1-1 thopter with flying. And it gains haste. Yeah, well, the haste is irrelevant. He gives you blockers. Yeah. So you can survive that crackback. Because you're going to get two of them, and sometimes you just need to block a flyer with infect. Yeah, like mm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yesterday that could have been Alex. Yep. But it wasn't. It was not, and that's why he was dead. Okay, let's move on to something that's a little bit more brutal. Traditional. Metal worker. Metal worker. Metal worker. You. Sakenzin Spellblade. Metal worker. This deck is totally streamlined to be awesome. I don't think that that is correct, sir. <laughs> Anyways, Metal Worker, he's a 1-2 for 3. You tap him, reveal any number of artifact cards from your hand, and you get two colorless mana for each artifact you revealed. Yeah. This happened in Vegas. Turn 1 Metal Worker. Boots. Equip. Reveal everything. Cast a Kozilek. Equip Boots. Swing for 10. I seen it happen. Metal Worker is insane. Metal Worker is a dirt sandwich. I love him. And that is why he has such a sweet picture and why he costs, like, what is it, 60 bucks? Something like that. It's crazy. Next up, let's talk about really, really good stuff again. We're going to go back into the good stuff category after the bad stuff, the it's, Metal Worker. Yeah, it's funny. We're, we're leaving Urza Block, the bad stuff, and we're going to the good stuff from Kamigawa Block. Yeah, in Myojin of Infinite Rage. This guy costs 10 mana. Red, 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 7, baby. For a 7-4. Yeah. Enters the battlefield with a Divinity Counter on it if you cast it from your hand. Yeah. Indestructible as long as it has a Divinity Counter on it. Yeah. This is so bad. Remove a Divinity Counter, destroy all lands. Why would you do this? Well, because sometimes you have a Hammer of Nizan and a Godo, and you have all this equipment and all your dudes, including your 7-4, and you just need to kill all the lands that nobody can get you. But what if they have creatures and or instant speed stuff to F with you in response? And they have mana rocks that you can't take care of because you're not running any artifact hate. Except for Trashmaster and all those goblins. Yeah, that's the only one. It'll work. These things have a way of working themselves out in casual magic, Ryan. If you just streamline it, then we're playing CDH. No, we're not. This is so far away from CDH. It thinks it's first. <laughs> it's Toad in Mario Kart. It's slow. Oh, it gets Jesus. there. 
And if you pilot it real good, you can win all the time. I suppose if you're Toad in Mario and you get the blue spiky shell, a.k.a. Myogen of Infinite Rage, you could win. There you go. <laughs> all right, let's go back to some good stuff. With Mirror Retriever. When it dies, you get an artifact from your graveyard to your hand. How about Gangbang Commander? Do not Google it. Um, you could Google Siege Gang Commander. You might find this card. 5-drop, 2-2, two, two, enters the battlefield, creates 3-1-1 one, one goblins. That's what's important about it. Silverclad Ferocidons. What in the actual? This is an 8547 dinosaur. Okay, you didn't have me, but now you do. When it is dealt damage, each opponent sacrifices a permanent. So you just, you do block with it? Do you attack with it? It doesn't like to block very much. It's an 8-5. Do both. I suppose. You, I've already told you the card that I based the deck around, and nobody likes taking eight over and over again. Eventually, somebody's going to block it. Oh, yeah. Blade of Selves. Yeah, eventually. When there's four of them, somebody's going to start to block it. Yeah, and then if you want it to be a dirt bag, which we could do in the inclusive, in the possible include section. I didn't want to play Pyrohemia because I always play Pyrohemia, but if you have a silver-clad Ferocidons with a Blade of Selves and you have four of them and then you have a Pyrohemia... You can make everybody sacrifice their entire board for like two red mana. That is not bad. So just real quick for anybody following along at home, if we haven't lost you yet. <laughs> Blade of Selves was originally an equipment from Commander 2015. It is a two-drop equipment, equips for four. Equipped creature has Myriad, full stop. So Myriad says when equipped creature attacks, you put a token copy of that creature onto the battlefield tapped and attacking for each other opponent it could attack so n normally with your myriad creature you move from one to three because you could attack two other people as well in a five player game you move from one to four then it gets really good yeah yeah and that's kind of what we do we we play as many five and six player games as we do four hey yeah so because we don't play a game of two or three very often. But we'll play two eight or like two fours if we have eight people, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're all inclusive. Yeah. Next up, here's some more of my non-existent artifact hate. Thinking with Blade of Selves again, Tuk Tuk Scrapper. That has a wall of text and I don't even know what it does. It's a 2-2 two, two for four. Whenever it or another ally, whatever, enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact. And... If the artifact goes to the graveyard, it deals damage that artifacts control are equal to the number of allies you control. So again, Blade of Selves, you make four of them, smash a oh, bunch of yeah, artifacts that, okay, that's for okay. a bunch of people. And you have a Taurian Mauler as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that's good. All right, let's keep going with the big, big pummeling butthole penises. Tyrant of Discord. 7-7 seven, seven for 7. When it enters the battlefield... Target opponent chooses a permanent he or she controls at random and sacrifices it. If a non-land permanent sacrificed this way, repeat the process. Game with Blade of Selves. Let's say you're playing a five-player game, because that's where you're going to play something like this, because it's not super fast. Mm -hmm. You're going to get somebody to sacrifice four things. The odds are they're going to have to do it again. You're going to get five, six things. Target opponent. Yeah, it's not even the person it's attacking. It's just target opponent. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's blocking your Godo? Well... Let me tell you how that's going to go for you, bud. That's excellent. Yeah. Okay. Next. I I, don't, I actually forgot that that card was a thing. Here's some terrible ramp, but works on theme, Wily Goblin. I didn't count this in the ramp section because it's that terrible. I forgot. But this guy's okay, yeah. 1-1 uh, one, one for red, red. When it enters the battlefield, you create a treasure token that you can sack for a colorless. 
Yeah. Okay. Sack for any color. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. So, the opposite of colorless. So your blade of sells it. You get four of them. You get four mana. Next up, Zozu the Punisher. I love Zozu the Punisher. You love Zozu the Punisher. Everybody loves Zozu the Punisher. Actually, nobody loves him. What? Uh, not even him. Oh. Yeah, he punishes himself. Oh. Yeah, he sees a therapist for that. He is a 2-2 goblin warrior for Red Red 1. Whenever a land enters the battlefield, it Zozu deals two damage to that land's controller. It's exactly Ankh of Mishra, which you're also running in this deck. Two-drop yeah. artifact. Yeah. yeah. Should we move to the artifacts? Or instants and sorceries is our accepted uh, MO, if yeah. you will. Let's do some instants and then some sorceries. Okay, let's get some instants real fast. We've got four of them. Let's do it. First one, a braid. Two mana. Choose one. Deals three damage to a creature or destroy target artifact. Chaos warp. Three mana. Blah, a permanent. And then somebody reveals from the top. I couldn't think of the word. Blah, it means... Shuffle a permanent into its owner's library. They reveal the top card of that library. If it's a permanent, they get it into play. I cashed that one in, but you got my back. That's what I'm here for. Into the core. Exiles two artifacts for four mana. Instant speed. Hey, dang. Very good. Yeah, I like that one. Volcanic fallout. Deals three, deals two to all creatures, and each player can't be countered. That is all. Next up, sorceries. We have two of them. We're gonna play the we're gonna talk about the good one first, then the shitty one. Good one. Trash for treasure. Three mana. As an additional cost to cast trash for treasure, sack an artifact. Okay. And then what it actually does is return target artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It like goblin welds. It's cool. Ah, uh, yeah, it's good. I like it. It's good. Um, it saves your blade of selves. Remember, additional cost. Yep. Remember, additional cost. So if somebody counters it, you've already sacked that artifact. It's gone. Yeah. And then you're not welding something. Let's talk about things that make it so you can't weld stuff in Flowstone Flood. Another Flowstone card. And I don't want to Google anything that has the words flow and flood in the same line. Yeah, yeah, I would not do that either. Anyways, this is a red sorcery for red and three. It's got buyback, pay three life, and discard a card at random. Yep. This better do something amazing. Destroys a land. Full stop. Yeah. Just a land. Just a land. So you're paying four, then you're trashing a card. At random. And you know that the card that you're throwing away at random is better than this card, because this card is so trash. Yeah. And you have to pay three life. Now here's why I played this. I built this deck really late at night, and when I was reading it... To put it in, it's like, this seems fine. And I, I read it as four mana, destroy a land, buy back, pay three life. Mm, you missed that second I part. I missed that second part. And I was like, by the time it was in here, it's like, here's why I'm going to keep it. <laughs> okay, this has got to be good. Grab your popcorn, kids. Look at that picture, Ryan. Really <laughs> look at that. You're keeping it because of the picture. I'm keeping it because of the picture. There's like a bunch of dudes and they're running. And one of them has like the cartoon big eyes, like his hair's blowing back in the wind because he's running so fast. And the giant fucking turd that's destroying his house his be- house is being destroyed by a giant turd log i get it this is this is this is what flow and flood in the same sentence looks like this is brando has kfc for the first time in five months circa 1942 colorized looks like yeah yeah and that guy with the big ass cartoony eyes like you have with his hair blown straight back is a representation of you in oil on canvas. Yeah, that's 
Yeah. Wow, we go deep on CCO. Yes, we do. We got to justify these things somehow, Ryan. And that's how I'm doing it. That God. picture is great. Damn. <laughs> do not play that card. No, don't. Don't actually play <laughs> that card. I just thought it was in, it's in there for fun. You know, we should do artifacts right now. We're going to do enchantments first because only three. They're real simple. We're going to bang through them real fast. You ready? Ready. Aggravated assault. Double combat phases for five mana every single gull dang turn. Blood sun. Shuts off non-mana abilities on lands, and you draw a card. That's the best thing that that card says. Goblin Assault. Gives you a goblin every turn, and they have to attack every turn. Ah, uh, I don't like it. It's there for just dudes. Goblin. And then you sacrifice it. Yeah. Okay. Sacrifice, do something else. All right, now let's do some artifacts. Let's do some artifacts. We already talked about this one, Ankh of Mishra. That dinks you for playing a land every turn. Argentum Armor. Makes you plus six, plus six, and... You get to vindicate when you attack, right? That's right. Ooh. Yeah. Blade of Selves, you already talked about. Yeah, that copies your dude for every opponent. Coalition Relic. That's a mana rock. There you go. You can tap it for one of any color, or you can tap it to put a coalition counter on it. Oh, no, it's a charge it's counter. A char- Let's call it a coalition counter. Yeah, that's, that's what we're calling it. We yeah. like alliteration here. That's right. So you take the coalition counter off, add a mana of any color you can pool, then you can tap for another one. It's very good. Okay. Next up, Damping Sphere. Ah, this is... Um, uh, harkens back to the competitive Goto list. And this says whenever you tap a land for more than one mana, you get colorless instead. And it also says whenever you cast more spells than one, each time you cast one, it gets more and more expensive. Good. It stops people from playing multiple spells a turn. It stops people from comboing. It stops people from storming. It stops people from playing like ramp, 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 ramp. Yeah, okay. How about Explorer's Scope? Equipment. So... Any equipment is good because you can find it just by casting your commander. And if you, of course, you find Blade of Selves first, equip your commander, then you can get and find like two or three equipments every single turn, right? So remember, equipments are good in this deck. One drop equipment, one to equip, so it's two all in. Whenever a equipped creature attacks, you look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you can put it onto the battlefield tapped. It's a ramp card. Yeah, okay. Okay. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, okay. sure. Fire Shrieker. Five mana all in. Crypt creature gets double strike. Gilded Lotus. Ooh, that's a mana rock. Okay. Taps for three of any one color. Grappling Hook. Same like Fire Shrieker, except I think you can make somebody block. You can have target creature block if it was if it's able. If it's able, but so, yeah, yeah. but it's there for double strike. Correct. Yeah. Hammer of Nizan. That is four drop to cast, four to equip. When you equip it, you get plus two, plus zero, and indestructible, and it makes things equipped for free once it's equipped, right? No. It's just whenever it comes into play or another equipment comes into play, it just attaches to a creature you control. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, Thor's hammer, just fing right exactly. into your hand. You, okay. You get Blade of Selves, you swing in with Goto, you make three more Godos, they all die, you find Hammer of Design, two other equipments, and you equip them. Uh-huh. It's dope. Yeah, that's a thing. Heart of Ramos. That's a mana rock. You tap it for a red or you can sack it for a red. Infiltration Lens. That makes you unblockable? Nope. It is an equipment for one that equips for one. Whenever equipped creature becomes blocked by a creature, you draw two cards. Oh, hey, that's good with your Rampaging Frostedon because then it becomes blocked. You draw your two cards, then it takes damage, so they have to sack a permanent. Hey, okay, I see some synergies in this mono-red pile of garbage. <laughs> How about Inspiring Statuary? That gives all your non-artifact spells improvise, which is like Convoke for artifacts. So you can tap your artifacts to help you play your non-artifact spells. And you know what you can tap with them? All of your equipment. Yeah, you. so you just curve out one drop, two drop, three drop, 
one drop, two drop, inspiring statuary, four drop. And if you missed a land drop, you can just go whoosh, tap them all next turn and cast your Goto. It gets you to your Ferostodon. It gets you to that stupid Miogene. This is a really good card. Next up, Kill Switch. Hmm. Three drop. You pay two and tap it. Tap all other artifacts. They don't untap until uh, Kill Switch untaps. Uh, that's fine, I guess, with your equipments because they don't need to tap to do anything other than uh, and it, inspiring statuary or whatever, right? And it turns off their rocks early game too. Yeah, that's yeah. a little bit stacksy. I like yeah. that. That's like uh, harkens back to the CEDH Goto list a little bit. Lightning Greaves. Gives it Shroud and Haste. Liquid Metal Coating. Makes a thing an artifact. I can see where that could be useful in this deck, uh, especially with Kill Switch. Or Trash for Treasure. Or not Trash for Treasure. Goblin Trash Master. Yeah. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Trash for Treasure because you can make something an artifact. A and shitty just Goblin Token. Goblin Token or a land or something that yeah. you, if you have like 25 land. Magnifying Glass. Three drop, taps for colorless, and you can pay four, tap it to investigate. So when you investigate, you create a colorless clue token, and that clue token has two sacrifice draw card. It's an overpriced rock that could get you a card. It's not Yeah, you got to work for it, yeah. but uh, you could sacrifice that clue token to your trash for treasure. How about masterwork of ingenuity? That comes into play and just clones a equipment. Yes, mirror turbine. 5 drop taps for a mirror. Gives you a mirror. And you can tap and tap 5 mirror to search your library for another mirror. But I don't think you do that in this deck. The only other mirror you're playing, I think, is mirror retriever. Yep. Um, we talked about potentially playing Mere Battlesphere because Mere Turbine finds Mere Battlesphere. That's what that's for. Um, yes. But you're not playing it because you want it to fit. I'm not playing Mere Battlesphere because we always play Mere Battlesphere. It's very good. Yeah, and I just didn't want to play Mere Battlesphere this week. Okay. But well. you could play Mere Battlesphere. It's totally cool. I also didn't play Brass Squire, which is the tap to equip things for free. You would find it with your Mere Turbine. That's one of those tune-up things that you could do. Oh, this yeah. Time. Okay. Yeah. Next up, we have Oathkeeper, Tecano's Daisho. Okay, here we go. <laughs> three drop, equips are two. Equipped creature gets plus three, plus one. Whenever equipped creature is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, return that card to the battlefield under your control. If it's a samurai, okay. It's good to misform Ultimus, I'll tell you this much. <laughs> okay, so whenever Oathkeeper is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, remove equipped creature from the game. Yeah, should you're gonna probably. cut it with scissors. Yeah, you probably should cut this for a bra for a brass squire in this particular. Oh, yeah. In this particular case, I'm playing it so you can do that double strike guys thing. Oh yeah, because you just sack them to give somebody double strike. Yeah. Okay. Not off. Not awesome. Not great. But whatever. It's from the right set. How about panharmonicon? <laughs> How about panharmonicon? That is an awesome card. So four drop. Whenever a Artifact or creature entering the battlefield causes an ability to trigger. It triggers twice. So Goto finds you two equipments. Yes. You find your whatever, Blade of Selves, and then you find your Lightning Greaves. Yeah. So he can attack, and then he can attack again. Yeah. And you get Myriad and Myriad triggers from your two attacks, and then you get to find... You get every equipment Six out of more the equipments, yeah, after that. Yeah, also all of your enters play creatures like your Tyrant of all, Discord. All your Goto your... tokens entering the battlefield from your Myriad. Yeah, they find you two things, too. They would too. find you two. You would literally just find every single equipment if you find a Blade of Selves and a Lightning Greaves to attack immediately. Pretty much, yeah. It's a cool card. Yeah, I like that one. I just I played this one because if you read my what's in your card article, I just got a foil one. 
had to find a place to shoehorn it in. Riptide Replicator. Oh, yeah, and it's got the old border, hey? The old border brown foils. Yeah. F you, Evan. So, X and 4 for an artifact. Enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. I think that you choose Samurai or yeah. Goblin. I would choose Samurai. You would? Yeah, because oh, okay. then you can sacrifice your Samurai to give all your Samurais double strike. And you got Oathkeeper there, too. Yeah. Nah, it's well, probably you, right to choose Goblin still. Anyways, maybe, yeah. uh, 4 and X and choose a creature type. Uh, Riptide Replicator enters the battlefield with X charge counters on it. And you can pay four, tap it, and put an XX token of the chosen creature type into the battlefield. Yeah. So you just make dudes. It makes dudes. Okay. Makes it, it makes it some blocks, makes it some stuff. It's cool. Next up, Ruby Medallion. Makes your stuff cost less. Rune Stalactite. Uh, the creature gets plus one, plus one, and is every creature type. Yeah. So now you have a thing. Now you have a Godo that's a samurai if yes. you equip it. Yeah. So he untaps... So he could get a, he could get double strike. He could get double strike. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, I, I'm trying hard to make my samurai inclusions not as bad as they were, but this is another one of those things you just cut for a sword. But <laughs> in this particular case, double strike, baby. Okay. Yes, Sol Ring, Swiftfoot Boots, Hexproof and Haste, Jeet, Umazawa's Jete. Oh, gall dang, I like it. Okay, it is a two drop artifact equips for two, and when it deals combat damage to anything, yeah, not to a player, to any god dang thing. Put two charge counters on it. On it, not the creature it's equipped to. Yeah, so when the creature dies because you don't want Jeet to hit you anymore, it still has the counters on it. Yeah. So you can remove it to give equipped creature plus two plus two, or target creature minus one minus one, or gain two life. So good. And you can do any of those things twice. It's so good. Yeah, Jeet's the best. All right. So that's all of our artifacts. That creatures. was lots, hey? Yeah, it's lots of them. We have one more card. It's a Planeswalker. It's Duretti Scrap Savant. Yeah, okay, so he's a three-mana Duretti Planeswalker for four. His plus two is discard up to two cards, then draw that many cards. His minus two is sack an artifact, and you can return an artifact card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So he's trash for treasure, or goblin welds, right? And then his minus ten is you get an emblem with whenever an artifact is... Put into your graveyard from the battlefield, return that card to the battlefield at the beginning of the next end step. So if your equipment gets swept... Yeah, he's yeah. actually really good, and he plays uh, he plays nicely with all those little stacksy things that you could include if you're going to tune this deck yeah. to throw your opponents off of their game plan long enough for you to ramp out or, or, or get lands to play your Godo. So he's going to slow the game down for your opponents because... He lets you kind of uh, manage those stacks artifacts, right? Yeah. Or you can sack a clue token to get a Gilded Lotus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't underestimate that. Yes. Yeah, sack a clue to get your Panharmonicon back or whatever, right? Yes. Do we want to do some lands or do we want to just skip over some lands? Well, no, here's the thing. We're talking about a couple of stats of the deck here. So you have a very limited number of card draw cards and mono red decks any of the CEDH mono red decks, and they're kind of all fringe playable, but they all have a very defined game plan. And when you have a very defined game plan, um, all of the red card draw, like discard two cards, draw three cards for two mana, you're drawing three cards for two mana because you don't care about what you discarded, you care about what you're trying to get, right? So all of the red discards are actually really good in that sense. And this deck doesn't have a lot of that, right? And then you've got this land destruction sub theme that's taking up places maybe of ramp right so it seems a little bit all over the place and then when you mentioned the land it's got seven enter the battlefield tapped lands 
and it's monocolored. Like you're not getting any benefit of maybe getting two or three colors off those land. You're just getting lands that you could cycle if you don't need the land. But you do need the land because you don't have any ramp. You have lots of ramp. Stop. We just talked about some of the ramp that we have. There's not lots. Sort of. You, do, you don't have any of the good ramp, I guess. No. You no. don't have any of the good ramp. And I think that's the first place that you would go is is maybe get rid of the tapped lands, play basics. Let's play mountains. And add some of the good ramp in there. And you can go from 36 land maybe to 35 or 4 to make room for a couple rocks, right? Yeah. Maybe that's a thing. It's, it'd be easy enough to do. Maybe 34 land is not enough unless you're playing like the best rocks, like your mana crypt and mana vault. And one of the lands is an ancient tomb. Yeah, and a city of traders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so I don't know. It just seems all over the place. And I think for mono red, you need, you need a defined plan, and that's how you start to tune. Correct. You need to go all in on your goblin tribal. You need to go all in with Goto or all in on land destruction. Yeah, I, w- I did a lot of just different stuff. Yeah. All the things that my mind was saying, do all this, do all this, and I did it and all. And you know what? Uh, sometimes that does make the deck a lot more fun. And we talked before the show, when you don't have, you know, what's your turn two play? Oh, well, Warren Power Stone. What's your turn three play? Oh, Commander Sphere. What's your turn four, Thrand Dynamo? I could go on and on. But if your turn two play is some two-drop thing, then your three is some three-drop thing. It always gives you a unique, a unique gameplay experience. There's always play, right? Yeah, you got to fit all your puzzle pieces together to try and work out a game plan that'll inevitably lead to go to a blade of Cells, hammer of design win. And that is very much the opposite of any competitive EDH mono red list Correct. that does have that defined plan. Yeah. So uh, good on you for that. That all being said, if we move along to the budget section a little bit, okay, let's do it. Check this out. Total budget of the deck, 315 bucks. Sounds like a lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Goblin Settler, 53 bucks. Ooh. Starter. Yeah. Metal Worker, 57 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Jeet, just because it's an equipment it's an, and it's the most expensive one in this deck, 21 bucks. That's not so bad. It's not so bad for how good it is. But if you cut those three cards, you are losing $131 off the top of this deck. And you could then get this deck. I think it's totally fun, and you said you'd play it. Absolutely. For less than $185. I would, honest, I would take out the flowstone land killing thing and replace it with something else. And I would play this deck just the way it is now. There you go. Not because, oh, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to crush noobs. Because I'm going to have fun. This deck is, this deck is fun. Yeah, I think that. Uh, what's the guy that when he hits you, you got to sack a thing at random, and if it's a non-land, you got to repeat it. Tower to disc. Yeah, I want to play that now. It, it's fun. Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths to start on a positive. It's fun. Ah, uh, not what I was gonna say. Oh, that is a strength. Yes, it we is. We do like to have fun. We do like that decks have multiple ways to victory. Yes. And this one has Goto Get Tall Beatdown. It has a pseudo go wide goblins theme that you could expand on. And it has just beatdown with big fat fatties and equipment. Yep. Okay. I actually had on my notes tutor on your commander. Yeah. Yeah. You know 
And it goes back to that streamlined plan that Mono Red likes to have, despite being the chaos color. It's it's yeah. ironic in CEDH that Mono Red wants this plan, right? Anyways, the tutor's right on your commander, so as soon as you catch a commander, you win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like you could you could switch out one card, and put in a Helm of the Host, cast your commander, win the game. Then it wouldn't be on this podcast. Correct. Hates on artifacts hard. Yeah. This version does, like you're playing a braid, you're playing some artifact destruction goblins. The actual CEDH list runs free and very discounted mono artifact hate, right? So there's lots of room there. This deck could easily add a Vandal Blast. Yep. Or a Shatter. Well, not a Shatterstorm, but Vandal Blast. Yeah, maybe not a Shatterstorm. Yeah. uh, What's the Shattering Pulse? That one's got uh, buyback, right? Yep. Weaknesses. It's all over the place. Yeah, it's a little bit all over the place. Also, you're suffering with this kind of deck, whether it be goblins or going wide or going tall or going big, fat, fatty beatdown. You're suffering from the aggro effect where the more people there are in the game, the longer the game goes, the more you're going to have to try and slog through by attacking. And I mean, with Goto and all the equipment, you kind of could build in a backup... Voltron plan, you know what I mean? And if you do, then you're suffering from what we call on the show is Zata effect. Yeah. Because there's only so many good equipment that you that that are that game changing that after you have those or those are destroyed, you just don't have that much good stuff to get yeah. anymore. Let's magical Christmas land it though. Let's just do it. Okay. You have a panharmonicon in play, you swing with your Goto, you get or he comes into play, you get Helm of the not Helm of the Host, Blade of Selves. You get Lightning Greaves, you attack, you get Hammer of Nizan. We have to equip them, right? They equip for free because of Hammer of Nizan, Argentum Armor, Jeet, something else, something else. Let's say it's Fire Shrieker. Now you've got a 9-9 whenever it attacks, destroys a thing, gives you an additional combat step with haste. Like You get an additional combat step and you're going to pump somebody on that attack It's actually Voltron Assemble. It makes the ultimate guy as soon as you have Goto and... Panharmonicon. Yeah, it creates itself it, in one turn. Like, it's not the turn one or turn play go to win, but yeah. it is, you can kill somebody. With this build, you attack with go to one time with Panharmonicon, and you can kill whoever's going to kill you. Yeah, I think you go Panharmonicon, and then you go Goto, and you find with your two Goto triggers, I think you find Hammer of Nazan and Blade of Selves. I think that's what you probably find, right? Yeah. Doesn't give them haste. Maybe you want haste enablers in the deck. Sure. Maybe, I don't know, you want an anger, you want a mass hysteria or a, or an Urbrask or something, right? Like, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's a way to tune it, right? And that, that goes a little bit more all in on your Goto plan. I didn't want to do that too much just because it's Voltron. There's only so many. Voltron decks suffer from the Zata effect because there's only so many ways you can say suit up your guy and attack. And they suffer from the aggro problem because you're... A Voltron deck is still an aggro deck. It's turning guys sideways trying to eliminate life totals. Yeah. And granted, mostly in Magic, that is how you win. But it's on the back of make lots of mana and kill all your creatures and then play all my creatures and do it like a control deck would late in the game when this deck wants to try and take over. Yeah. Right? So um, that's where I would start to tune is how can I make my goto as vicious as possible while keeping everybody off their feet as long as possible and i would do that with maybe more artifact hate and maybe some more land hate right and that granted that's what's in the deck currently but maybe i would uh, maybe i would ditch the goblins 
That's what I would do. See, that would hurt me. But I mean, <laughs> I can see, I can see why you would do that. I would probably ditch some of the like just. I ditched the samurai sub theme, oh, and God. that's yeah, where my, that's what I would do. You're that's right. where my additional stack stuff would come from. Yeah, and there would be or, additional stack stuff or, that came in from that. Or your mana rocks. I just said play additional stack stuff. What is happening? What what is? Uh, I'm sorry, everyone. The other weakness we touched on it: glass cannon. Whatever you decide to do, you go all in on wide creatures. Wrath of God blows you out. You go all in on Godo. Path to Exile blows you out. That's that's hard, right? It's how it is. Opponent's Vandal Blast blows you out. Yeah. Right? So yeah. You I can mean, you can rebuild with a Duretti or a Goblin Welder, but it's going to take you time. Yes, and being this all-in mono-red style, you don't have time because everybody's going to out-muscle you late game, so you want to do it fast. Yeah. That's why Godo's good because he plays every mana rock and then just swings and kills you on turn four. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do the milk list? How about instead we do card... Of the week. Sure. How about Ruined Stalactite? Sure. Ruined Stalactite is an equipment for one, equipped for two, equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and is every creature type. It's from Modern Masters and Lorowin, and it costs a whopping 16 American cents or 17 Canadian dollars. What's the foil multiplier on that? Uh, it's 25 cents. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's a 2x foil multiplier on a 15 cent card. All right. Nice. Yeah. But it's, cool. it's not even a 2x multiplier or else it'd be 30 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a corner case kind of card. Like in the, why I'm playing it is because I can corner case make a samurai. Well, sometimes if you're just wanting to put something that's budget and kind of cheeky into a merfolk deck so that you're... Your Sea Hunter is a merfolk now. Oh, yeah. Or, sea Hunter turning into a merfolk. Like it, there are things. You know what I mean? Like, there are times where you want another wizard. You want an, it, it. There it is. All of your utility creatures can now be on. So you're playing your Tyrant of Discord in your goblin deck, and you equip Rune Stalactite to your Tyrant of Discord to make him a goblin, and you attack somebody with mountains when you have a... Goblin King. Yeah. So your Tyrant of Discord is going to get through for at least eight instead of chump blocked by a one one and not even get in for seven well if you have a yeah yeah that's right yeah, yeah. okay that's so awesome it, it, it sees some stuff like that in tribal it, it i've seen it in misform ultimist lists which you is strange you don't equip misform ultimist but it gives another creature misform ultimist's every creature type ability so all of the lords in the deck now interact with that one creature that's equipped Neat. So yeah, it's a cool card. The foil actually looks cool because the actual stalactite is is uh, shiny. It's a neat card, and it's got some cool art. So uh, j- one more question: If you're looking at the art for ruined stalactite, is he holding that thing like it's a broken off stalactite? Is he holding it like he's gonna light it on fire, like it's a torch? Is he gonna club somebody with it, or is he gonna stab somebody with it? Based on how he's holding it, I'm going to say he's going to bust somebody's melon with it. Yeah, I think it's a club, right? He, he's hiding behind a rock, and somebody's just about to have a bad day, and he's going to take their wallet. Yeah, it's probably Max Grandel. Well, I hope so. You know what? This w- You know what? If we had our own rune stalactite, we could totally roll it up inside of a playmat and get him with it. Yeah. Be on the lookout, Max. Now, should we do that milk list? Milk list. Okay, as per edhrec.com, these are the most popular cards in each converted mana cost in the color that we are talking about today, mono red, or as the kids say, mono red. That, that is what we say. 
Okay, at the zero drop slot, most popular. When the list was made, that is. <laughs> uh, Everflowing Chalice. Nah. Not doing it. Sol Ring. Yeah. Yeah. Mindstone. Nope. Chaos Warp at three. Yeah. Solemn Simulacrum at four. Nope. Reforge the Soul at five. Nope. Cage Sun at six. Nope. Mere Battlesphere at seven. I suggested that. Not planet. But not planet, no. Insurrection at eight. Nope. Blasphemous Act at nine. Nope. Decree of Annihilation at ten. Nope. Darksteel Colossus. Nope. Blightsteel Colossus. Nope. Emrakul. Nope. Emrakul. Nope. Draco. Nope. Two Melklist matches. Fucking A. Neat. Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah. Spicy calculator? Spicy calculator. Okay. Believe it or not, Goto, 20th most popular mono red commander in EDH rec. I can't. I, he's all the way down there. Yeah, he's he's way near the bottom. Way, way near the bottom, yeah. 136 lists only. So that does, does a lot for the spice rating, but does a lot for the spice rating, as does his 3.4 converted mana cost. Instead uh, of like two, like yeah. the competitive one. Like it should be, yeah. Critical turn, five. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably even higher than that, but the formula only lets us go up to five. <laughs> yeah, well. It's a slow deck. It is a slow deck. Optimal game size, four. The less people to screw with your plan, your unfocused plan, the better. I'm going to say, I'm going to argue that I'm going to say five. You like this in five player? I like only it. Only because Blade of Selves. Because Blade of Selves, which is what the deck is predicated on, becomes, it goes from pretty okay in a four-player game to absolutely outrageous yeah in a it gets it gets game. like 20 percent better yeah like and 20 percent is a lot of percent if you went to work and your boss said i'm going to give you a 20 percent raise you would shit your pants before you shook his hand neat yeah okay there is technically two tutors in this deck but one is mere turbine and you're not finding any other mirrors with that, so I didn't count it. It's there to make things to sack with Doretti to get your equipment back. That's what it's there for. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, in that case, one tutor, that's Goto. Uniqueness rating, cards different than the stock list on EDHREC.com. 40 cards different. F yeah. That's pretty good. Those Samurais, those did it for you. Okay. <laughs> Punch it all in. Beep, boop, 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 boop. 58.5. Pass that 50 test, yeah, baby. Yeah, almost 50 tests with honors. Yes. And that's yeah. hard to do with a deck that's obviously always going to be based around equipment and there's only so many good equipment out there yeah and you strayed away from some of the obvious ones like that metallic theft and um helm of the host of course mm -hmm. right so you every, did good there every sword every sword yeah there's well, not the pro red one but pro red ones yeah good final thoughts of the day what do you think Final slots of the day, I really like this deck. I think that this deck would be a lot of fun to leverage in a political game or just play. I think it would be fun to try and weasel out games with this because if you win with something like this and somebody else is playing something real good, they're going to feel like an asshole, and that always makes me feel really good. And it's easily tunable with just a couple of basic lands you could throw in if you look at the weird mana base or if you've got some better equipment coming around. You can put them in instead, and there's always going to be new stuff coming out for this deck because it plays goblins and equipment, and there's always new goblins, and there's always new equipment, so it's always a deck that you can pull out when a new set comes out and say, hey, this would go really cool in my casual Goto list. Other things you will always feel good about, helping your boys Brando and Ryan out on social media by helping spread the word about the podcast that you guys seem to enjoy, and we really appreciate that. It will get you entered into our draw to win a super cool prize package from mtgonslaught.com. <laughs> and uh, we'll be making that draw later on in the month after the end of the arc. Yeah, we said you have until the last Sunday 
in October to get yourself entered. That doesn't mean wait. That means do it now and then do it again when we do the next social media post. Yeah. Enter yeah. as many times as you like. We will enter you more than once. Follow me. Follow Ryan on Twitter. Just get something in here. So that's the list. That's the giveaway. That's our show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you back here at the same time in the same place for another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Mm-hmm.